Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here in our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, and you'll always hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So today's podcast, I really want to talk about, you know, that whole aspect, which I talk about all the time, of the remedy for clutter and chaos being Jesus. And, you know, the more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire things of this world. But I really want to talk about how we do that. How do we weed out all of those distractions and what is the one thing that we really need to do in order to live above all the noise of this world so before we get started i want to thank my podcast sponsor apologia apologia is a christian publishing company they have amazing resources for the homeschooling family and they also have resources for the christian family whether you're a homeschooler or not they have fabulous science curriculum fabulous language arts curriculum bible studies but they also have lots of encouragement over there for your family so go check them out at apologia.com they have their new digital catalog available now it has lots of great features so please go check that out and thank them for sponsoring the simply living for him podcast so like i said today i wanted to really dive into this topic about um focusing on jesus and really how that helps us in our walk to simplify and um you know i was just thinking about this today and really i'm like these are the things that i sort of i feel like i talk about all the time but we just we really i don't want to talk about it so much that it becomes uh we, we become immune to it you know we don't even hear it anymore i really want to get into um how we really can have less clutter and more jesus and that whole aspect of not desiring the things of this world anymore but desiring him more and um so we're going to talk about that it's just funny i'm sitting here and we've had such a crazy week uh, last week it started crazy. We had some family emergency one day, um, and ended up visiting the ER, but everyone's fine. No, um, no worries there, but it was a scary day. And of course, you know, one minute you're sitting at the kitchen table doing school and then next minute you're in the ER. Um, so that was kind of crazy. And then I had some, funky stuff over the weekend did you ever have that i'm going to post about it one of these days i think i'm going to share it on instagram um because i think it's really important to be real but did you ever have you know one of those days where you're in a funk and you know you're just like jesus take the wheel because <laughs> i can't do it anymore um so i had a really bad i was in a bad way let's put it that way on sunday and then really came out of it on Monday. And I'm going to share about that on my Instagram, I think, because I just really saw God work in a situation. So it's going to be kind of like crazy few days. Then Monday came and I said to my kids, we are going to do our schoolwork this morning with excellence. Like we are going to put our phones in the other room, all of us, mommy included, so that we don't get distracted, that we can really focus on our schoolwork. We can really focus well on what we're doing. And, you know, I know myself, I get very distracted by the phone because even if I commit to not um, posting or doing stuff during school, 
I check the notifications if they go off. Um, and I even have my notifications for Facebook and things like that turned off. But, you know, you get a text or whatever. And then one thing leads to another. And before I know it, I'm on there. And actually, lately, our schedule has changed so much that I have been actually working, quote unquote, working on my ministry stuff, you know, in the mornings or trying to do it in between subjects of school. And so Monday, I was like, you know, I just need like an internet fast. And so I really told the kids, we're going to put our books aside. I mean, not our books. No, we're not going to put our books aside. We're going to put our phones in the other room. And we're just going to focus on school. We had such an amazing day. I didn't even think about like anything else except what we were studying, what we were learning and just being with my kids. It was like wonderful. And so it was really good that I did that again because I've done this many times I've you know but then like I said life gets in the way and you kind of get off track and you know it was good for them because I I can see the road that they're going down sometimes it's like okay I'm done with my math and before I get to science let me just go check my phone or let me go you know send my friend a text or whatever they do and I don't want that for them either I want them to be undistracted so it was it was really a beautiful day it was like such a good day it was so needed after kind of the days before that and um, then yesterday they weren't home. We didn't. We don't do school on Tuesdays. They're out out of fine arts program. And so today I'm like, you know, guys, we're, we had such a good day Monday. We're doing the exact same thing. Mommy's putting her phone in the other room. You guys are going to put your phones in the other room. We're going to sit at the kitchen table. You know, I'm going to put out all these books, and we're just going to be so concentrated on school again. And lo and behold, literally. I didn't even get my phone in the office yet, I don't think. And literally, we had some crazy stuff going on. The neighbor's horses escaped. We have horses next door to us, but it's not a house with horses. It's just a horse, um, like a barn that horses live in, and there's no house there. So the owner doesn't live there, and we don't know the owner, but we always see the horses. And so here are these horses escaped, and I don't know who to call because I don't know the owner. So there I get my phone, and I'm on Facebook on the page, you know, for our town, trying to track down the owners. Meanwhile, the horses, they're like going in the road, and I'm worrying about them getting hurt. Then they went up to our neighbor's house, and they weren't home, but they went up on their property. And so I'm trying to watch these horses, find the owner, and then... We got all that done. It was lunchtime by the time that got done. So there was like so much distraction and we got lunch done. And literally I'm like, okay guys, one o'clock phones go back in the office. We're going to do our schoolwork this afternoon. I kid you not. Guess what happened? The horses got out again. <laughs> so it was like, go get the phone, go contact people again. People are driving down my road. You know, they're seeing these horses. They're pulling over. It was just this whole big rigmarole. So anyway, needless to say, I saw a huge difference from Monday to today. I had every intention today to be so focused on our schoolwork and I got so distracted. And here I made this rule about the phone and I was literally having to be on my phone trying to talk with people in town and we live in a little tiny town so I guess this is just normal for these things in out in the country but for me it wasn't normal so anyway that distraction happened and but it, it's such a it kind of actually goes with the podcast tonight because I felt like on Monday I was doing what I was supposed to do I was so focused on school I I was like you know just enjoying it and 
There was no distractions. And so I compare that to what I want to talk about today, which is, you know, focusing on Jesus to eliminate clutter and and all that stuff in our lives. But really, I want to talk about turning your eyes upon Jesus. It's just like that beautiful hymn says, you know, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in light of his glory and grace. And, you know, we had our retreat actually two years ago, our Simply Living for Him retreat. The entire theme of the weekend was turn your eyes upon Jesus. And I really... You know, I want to talk about that. Like, what does that mean? Because it's really easy to say, oh, yes, you know, we want to follow after God and then everything else will fall into place. But in order to do that, you have to turn away. In order to turn toward Jesus, you have to turn away from something. So I want you to think about what are the things you need to turn away from so that you can turn your eyes upon Jesus. Because really the end result is you turn your eyes upon Jesus And just like the song says, the things of this earth grow strangely dim. So like Monday, if you want to compare it, I was supposed to, I need to be focused on school. And I'm just being real with you. I have been very distracted from school lately. And so I need to be focused. I want to finish well. I want my kids to be diligent. And so, you know, I turn my eyes upon that. And I put my phone, the distraction thing, you know, in the other room. And I was, I had such joy. I, I, I wasn't rushed. I wasn't feeling like I had to rush them through so that I could go check something on my computer. Or I was, I wasn't halfway. Let's put it that way. I was all in homeschooling on Monday. And that's what I want to talk about. We need to be all in if we're focused on Jesus. It's not like yeah, we're going to follow him. But then what happens? We get pulled by something of this world, whatever that thing may be for you, whether it's, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, you know, having a busy schedule, filling your home with things that you probably don't really need. Or is it mental clutter? A lot of us have way too much information in our head, you know, information overload. What is the thing that you need to turn away from so that you can turn your eyes upon Jesus. Because when your eyes are fixed, not one eye on one thing and one eye on Jesus, I'm talking all in, both eyes fixed, everything else literally will fall into its proper place because you see things differently. You see things through the lens of God. And, you know, like I compare it to the analogy of Monday. I was so focused on school, I really didn't care what was going on. Um, anywhere else. And actually by the afternoon, I wasn't even wanting to go on my phone or my computer or anything like that. I was really just enjoying being with my kids. And, you know, it should be this way every single day, right? But we get caught up. We get caught up in all the stuff. And I am steadfast in this, that I will not allow myself to get caught up. I, I mean, it happens, but I want to turn away from that. I want to recognize it. I want to call it out. And I want to say, no, I'm not doing it anymore. Now today, lo and behold, we couldn't even get two days in a row, right? Doing this. I'm like, we're putting our phones in the other room. We're going to be so focused on school. And then I spend half the morning, you know, uh, making sure these horses got wrangled up. But isn't that such a picture of our life, right? We want to be focused. We want to, you know, turn away from the things of this world. We want to be focused on Jesus. And then something happens and we get so pulled away so easily, so quickly. And before we know it, week goes by, month goes by. And we're like, oh yeah, I better get in my Bible. Oh yeah, I better pray, right? And so 
then we wonder why we're discontent. We wonder why we're always feeling overwhelmed. We wonder, and you know what? I'll, I'll tell you, Sunday, I was feeling overwhelmed. I had a really hard day on Sunday. And I'll be quite honest with you, and I actually screenshotted the, the photo. I took a photo because I wanted to... Number one, capture the moment knowing that, you know what, this is something I would like to share one day because I really believe in being real and that whole idea of no filter. We need to share, you know, I love sharing the joys that our family has, but I also need to share the struggles so that you guys can see we all need Jesus. No one's perfect. And I needed Jesus so bad on Sunday. So I'm going to share the story with you. Um, and then I'm going to post about it on Instagram one of these days. I took a photo to capture it. Um, but I was in a really bad way. Um, Saturday night, a couple things happened at home that just sort of sent me, you know, into a little bit of a downward spiral Sunday, you know, that was, there, there was a lot of upsetness that I was dealing with about something that had happened. I was having really bad feelings. Um, and then I was just in that place where I just was feeling overwhelmed so something set me off and then I just, I can easily go into a downward spiral and think, you know, I am, I'm not, um, I'm not doing things well. And, you know, um, I, I was just feeling like I needed an overhaul. And so I'll be honest with you. This is the photo I took. I got down to church. My, my husband and my daughter go early cause she's on the worship team and they practice before church. And then I come down, I meet them with my, my boys. And so we're driving down and right before we got in the car, there was another incident I had with one of the children that it just made me feel like more of a failure. And I was just so angry at the situation. I was so upset. I was really down on myself. I was just going in a downward spiral and I just wanted to cry. And here we are driving to church, and all I keep thinking is, I don't want to go in there right now. And you know how I was in church, everybody's like, oh, good morning. You know, I'm always, I'm usually one of them, happy, happy, happy. You know, it's Sunday morning, we're all happy to be here. I couldn't see myself walking in those doors and putting on a smile. I couldn't see myself answering the, how are you today question without probably crying. I was feeling a little hopeless, actually. And so, but you know I'm not with hope, because without hope, because I have Jesus. But I was in that moment just feeling like I just don't want to pretend everything is okay right now. But I really don't want to walk into church and start crying either. So I got to church and I texted my husband from the parking lot. And this is a screenshot I saved. And I wrote, I'm going home. I'm dropping the boys off and I'm going home. Now, we don't live five minutes away. I live about 35, 40 minutes from my church. So I drove all the way down there. <laughs> I'm texting him and I'm like, I'm sending the boys in and I'm going home because I really don't feel like making small talk right now. I might cry. And that's what I did. I turned around and I went home. I spent most of that day shut up in my room, uh, you know, just avoiding everybody and, and really just seeking the Lord and... Um, praying and really having some time with him. You know, maybe that was my church that day, right? I just was having time with him. Um, 
And so by the evening, I had just literally like surrendered the whole thing. I, just, I turned my eyes upon Jesus. Let's put it that way. And you know how I've been saying that this year I've been really praying with my palms up? I've been opening my hands in the morning. And I haven't done it lately. It's probably why I got myself in this predicament. I open my hands in the morning, palms up. And I literally have to open them as the visual for myself to surrender my day, my life, my everything to God. And I open my hands and I do that with my palms up as a symbol for me to show this, you know, every, I'm not holding on. I'm not clinging to what I want. I only want what you want, Lord. And so by Sunday night, I laid in my bed and I was really praying and I was just like, Lord, I'm just, I'm done like with me. <laughs> I'm done with me right now. I, I'm opening my hands, my life, my everything to you. Please take over, Lord. Take over this situation or these couple of situations that have occurred that I'm feeling so sad about. Take over the negativity in my heart right now. Like, I just need you to take over. And I went to bed, and this is the really cool part. I woke up the next morning. And this was an experience I don't ever remember having. I hadn't even opened my eyes yet. And the very first thing, like I, like I awoke and I felt different. And I actually said in my head, oh, God changed me. Like I literally felt that he stepped in and, and he, he didn't fix the situation but he changed me. All of a sudden, like I literally said to myself, oh, God changed me. Like while I was sleeping, he answered my prayer. He changed me. I felt different. I didn't feel despair. I didn't feel sad. I didn't feel anything that I was feeling when I went to bed. I was hope filled and I was different. I looked at the situations that had occurred that I was feeling badly about and I looked at them differently. My whole inside felt different. So I was praising him. Thank you, Lord. And I just, and that was that morning when I said to the kids, you know, we're not going to, we're putting our phones away. We're just going to focus on us and our school. And it was like the best day ever. I mean, we just, I just felt like I'm doing what I'm born to do. You know, homeschooling my kids. I'm just, we're getting along and God really transformed me. I turned my eyes upon him. And like I said, that means turning away from something. Most cases, we have to turn away from our own selves, our inner selves. Turning away from something and turning towards him. And everything changed, right? So when I talk about turning your eyes upon Jesus in, in the um, aspect of simplifying, I really do believe when we make it a point to do this, I want to say every day, but literally every moment, to turn our eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face because then you are looking at the reality of really who God is. Looking at things in eternal perspective and forgetting all the junk of this world. Like I know for me, 
I know this. I, I write about it. I talk about it, right? But even I can get caught up in the junk of the world. Now, I don't have a problem, let's say, with like physical clutter in my home. You guys know, like I talk about that a lot. There is clutter in my home right now. I don't want you to think that I have no clutter because my garage is still cluttered. I talked about that weeks ago. It's still a work in progress, right? We have stuff. But I don't think one of the things I struggle with is like I'm not a hoarder, so I don't have like tons of clutter. But for some of you, that's a big problem. For some of us, our schedules are so cluttered. We're feeling like we just can't keep up. For some of us, we're just feeling mentally overwhelmed. I think that would be the category that I fell into this weekend. And when I just like took everything and put it aside on Monday and I just did my focus on my kids and focus on God, everything else just goes into its proper place, which isn't very important (laughs) compared to God and eternity and really just thinking about about him. You know, one thing that helps me when I want to turn my eyes upon Jesus and really put things into perspective, you know, because this whole simplifying thing is all about perspective. You'll simplify your life easily when you look to God and realize how big he is, how magnificent he is, how little we are, and how all the little things of this world really mean nothing compared to him. So like on Monday, actually, I did post about this on Instagram. One of the um, one of the really cool things, and I posted about this on Instagram after the whole putting our phones away thing, just... <laughs> just to be to be honest there and then I even said I'm only posting about this later because this was so cool but one of the really cool things while we were doing our fun schooling and all that and really just being together and and focused was um my little guy my 10 year old I gotta stop calling him little guy because I know he's getting to be a bigger guy but my littlest he's 10 you know he's the nature boy he's the one I post about all the time that loves the goats and the chickens he's my farm boy he's planning his farm he's 10 years old he's you know, wanting to buy a farm one day. He wants to be a farmer and he is really on fire to be a farmer. He loves nature. The way to connect with him is through nature and animals and science. And he just loves all that stuff. And, you know, seeing God in that is just the best lesson for him. And so he was using this thing on Monday. It's called the iClops. I don't know if any of you know about it out there. I posted about it. Um, I've shared the link. I can share the link actually in this because it's hands down like the best toy we've ever owned. I think it's like the only toy we have left in our home. But (laughs) um, it's an educational tool. I think somebody gave it to us as a a gift. But it's like this um, magnifier. So, you know, you plug it into your TV and then it has like a little camera. And you can magnify things and it puts it onto the TV. I'm telling you, it's like, remember those highlight magazines we had when we were little and they had that one page where the things were magnified and you had to try to figure out what it was and it would look like this huge thing and it would be like a strand of hair. That's what this thing does. I don't know the degree of magnification, but it's huge because we will like, I mean, I know it's gross, but he's a nature guy. So he'll like go get a bug get a spider or a fly I'm telling you when you look at the thing under this it's incredible but like certain things like leaves if you look at them under here it's just crazy or a strand of hair whatever it is right so on Monday he wanted to look at seashells that he had in a little container that we actually collected when we were speaking when I was speaking last year in Myrtle Beach and the whole family came down and so he took out some of those seashells number one 
the seashells were magnificent. Like you just look at the seashells and it's, they're beautiful in and of themselves, right? You put them under this magnifier and you just see things that you do not see when you aren't using the magnifier. And then he noticed in one of the shells, there were some grains of sand trapped in the little crevices. So we looked at the grains of sand under, and I'm just like blown away. The grains of sand are so detailed and so intricate, and they look like gems. And it's like, what? All those tiny grains of sand. So then I get into this whole spiel. I do this all the time, my poor kids, and they laugh at me. But I do this all the time. But honestly, if you want to turn your eyes upon Jesus, you want to simplify your lives, this is the kind of thing I want you to think about. God knows, and I do this all the time with things, but particularly I did it on Monday with the, the grains of sand. God knows every grain of sand that is on the earth right now. I mean, you think about the Sahara Desert. I had a friend once who traveled to Africa and flew over the Sahara Desert. She said they flew over the desert for like hours and it was just sand and sand and sand and sand and sand. And that's all you saw because it's so big. So, okay, you think about all the sand on all the beaches, right? In all the earth. Wow, that's huge. I can't even get my mind around it that God knows all those grains of sand. And not only all those grains of sand, but down to every molecule, the smallest what Adam in the sand, right? He knows everything down to all the things we can't even see of all the grains of sand that ever existed or that exist on earth that ever existed before and that will ever exist again. That's God. He knows all of that. I mean, I'm not even going to get into and then every blade of grass and every single human being and down to the tiniest atom that existed before, existed now, ever will exist. Oh, wait, what about the universe? Every uh, molecule down to the smallest atom in those big giant stars and suns that ever existed, exists now and will ever exist. Every single thing. Like, okay, my mind is blown. So I look at my kids and I'm like, do you really understand how big God is? And who am I on Sunday night to be crying boo-hoo-hoo and in my room, oh, woe is me, when I have a God like that in control of my life? He controlled every detail of this universe. Going back to the beginning of time, all the way up till the end of time and forevermore, that is the God we worship. Turn your eyes upon that and see what little things on earth all of a sudden clamor for your attention. Right? All of a sudden, that's what it means when the things of this earth grow strangely dim. And that was such a comfort to me on Monday because I'm looking at these grains of sand and then I have my whole spiel to the kids like, can you believe how big our God is? You know, he knows all this. And and then I, I it, it just said, and... Who am I to worry? That is the kind of God that I can trust. That is the kind of God that I find comfort in knowing that he controls every detail of my life. There's a comfort in that. And there's a freedom in that. That I do not have to sweat the small stuff. Because God is enormous and magnificent and so huge, we can never wrap our human mind around it. So if we want to like get caught up in this whole simplifying thing, and oh, I need to have less stuff. Oh, I have too much junk in my house. 
oh, I spend too much time on the wrong things. Look at your God. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim. And that's what happened for me. And then, like I said, it's hysterical that today, when I'm like all in, we're going to be so focused on school, it's just such a picture. That analogy is such a picture of what happens to us. One little thing happens and I'm derailed, right? How do we live in that place where we're thinking about the atoms every single second of our day so that we do not get caught up, right? Do I have to constantly remind myself how big God is? Get in your word. I'm, I'm so passionate about this. Being a Christian, walk in the walk, is not about something in name. I'm a Christian, go to church, my kids go to youth group, I'm good. No, you need to have then a relationship with God. And you do that a few ways. By praying, communicating with him, listening to him in his word, getting closer to him in his word, learning more about him in his word. You know, that's another thing. When I'm in my word or in my Bible and I'm like reading different things, and I see the intricacies. It's like what that grain of sand does to me. I start to get so fired up because I see the intricacies. I see the prophecies fulfilled. I see the details. I see the connections. I see how things are woven together. I see how, wow, this word means this and all the different, you know, things. And I just get so on fire in that moment. So we need more of that. We need more of that fire. We need more of that. Not just like, oh, let me get my five minutes in in the morning. Because then it's so easy to turn away from God and look at this world and get disheartened, discouraged, or overwhelmed. But when we look to him and we say, oh my goodness, he's so big and he's so magnificent and he knows every atom, (laughs) every tiny molecule. And then I go in his word. So he communicates with me through nature and those kinds of things. Then I go in his word and he communicates me with his words. And I get so fired up when I see the details of that book. Like, and it just shows his glory even more. And then when I pray, like I did on Sunday night, and I said, Lord, I'm, op- I'm just like, over myself. I need you to step in and I want you to control every being, everything in my being. I'm done. And I woke up and I felt different. And without thinking it, like literally these words came into my mind. I'm changed. He changed me. I feel different. It was the coolest thing. And I really need to stay in that posture of my life every single day where I'm saying, my eyes are on you, God. You are so big, so magnificent. The things of this world are so little and insignificant. Help me to just want to do your will and help me to just live every day as a vessel that you are taking residence in and using for good. And I know every day is going to be not easy. There's going to be really hard days to come. There's going to be really joyful days to come. But God, you are in control of every single moment. So that when the hard days come, I don't complain and fret and worry. I say, okay, this is God's will for today. How do we get through it? 
How do I walk through this with Jesus? So when we're looking at simplifying, to me, it becomes like a no-brainer. If you want to simplify your life, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Think about him and how great and magnificent he is. And all of a sudden, choosing color for your kitchen paint, you know, isn't going to be so important. Or, you know, trying to decide uh, which classes at co-op to take, you know. Not that those things aren't important. I know. I get it. We live in this world and these decisions and things we do are important, but they are only important when put in their proper place. You know, Steve, the other day we were talking about our house and we moved in here. We didn't do any fixing up. It was, well, it was a new house, but there were some things that were kind of left undone yet. <laughs> They're still left undone. And we were laughing the other day and we're like, you know, Steve's like, maybe we should get wood floors and maybe we should do that. And I'm like, you know what? Why? I really, really just want to care about the people who come in this home. I said, let's not spend any money on the floors if they're going to, you know, worry about getting them wrecked. Let's let people come into this house so that we can focus on them and not how the house looks and not, you know, putting a whole lot of money into something that's going to fade away. I will tell you, there's one thing I do want for my house. Just a little aside, a screen door on the front porch. <laughs> Because I want to let the light in. Right now, we don't have a screen door on the front. I can't open that door when it's warm out. And it's so dark in my entryway and in my the front of my house. I can't wait till we can get a screen door and open that door. And open that door to all who want to come in and feel the love of Jesus, really. Because that's what I want to use my home for. So anyway, aside from that, my screen door. Um, <laughs> that's my Mother's Day gift, I told Steve. But aside from that, truly... Turn your eyes upon Jesus. It's not just a song. It's not just a phrase. It's really a posture in how we can live. And I want you, after this podcast, to really go to your word. I really, really, if I'm going to have this podcast and I'm going to have any type of um, platform out there that people are listening to what I have to say, the most important thing that you can hear me say is turn your eyes upon Jesus. Go get in the word. Go to Jesus. I want you to walk with him. I want you to keep your eyes turned heavenward, right? Have that gaze fixed heavenward so that it puts into perspective the things that are overwhelming you. It puts into perspective the things that are wearing you down. It puts into perspective the things that maybe you're chasing after in this world that really don't need to be chased after, that maybe need to be let go. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Get in your word. If there's one thing you would listen to me about, I would ask you, when you're done with this podcast, open up your Bible. Say, Lord, what do you have to teach me today? What do you want to show me? What can I learn more about you? Don't go to the Bible and say, Lord, show me more about myself. What can I learn more about me? Say, Lord, I want to learn more about you because in knowing more about him, you will know more about yourself. It is all about getting to know him. The Bible is not a self-help book. It is a book that is going to um, turn you to the truths of the God who created you, the God who knows every single, like I said, tiny little atom in this world is going to communicate with you. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? And so my message you know, I know that people listen to the podcast. I know that people are reading the blog. I know that people listen to my silly little Instagram stories. My message will continue to be, if I'm going to have this little space, the people are hearing what I have to say, I'm going to use it to point you to Jesus. 
If you want to simplify your life, if you want to live without all the distractions, you've got to keep your gaze fixed on Jesus. And what are you turning away from? Like I said, in order to turn towards something, what are you turning away from? What are the things that are kind of pulling at you? You know, like sometimes I'll admit it myself. I go in my Bible and I feel a pull. And it's not towards that Bible. It's pull toward, I got to go do this. I got to go do that. My mind is thinking about something else. Identify those things. And guess what? You're not going to be able to eliminate that pull until you ask God to take it away from you. Just like I saw on Sunday night, I told him, this is out of my hands. I am done trying to fix this. And, and he changed me. I never had that happen before. I, I didn't even get my eyes opened. My eyes were still closed and I was awake and I thought, I'm different. He changed me. He fixed it. He fixed it. Did he fix the situation? No, he fixed my heart. And that is the God that I want you to seek after. The God that is in that Bible, the God who sent Jesus to save sinners of this world. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in light of his glory and grace. So I hope that this podcast encouraged you. I want to hear, what do you think? Let me know if you listened, if it encouraged you, if you can relate, comment on the Facebook page, Instagram, um, you know, on the blog post, wherever you're finding me out there. And if you are listening to the podcast and it's blessed you in some way, please rate and review it over there on iTunes. That really helps get the message out there to more people. Um, Again, the reason I want to get the message out there to more people is so that I know that I used what God has given me well so that I can just point it back to him. If one person says to me, and I've had this happen, you know, wow, because I listened to your podcast or I read something, it made me remember I need to go back to my Bible. It made me point my kids to Jesus. That's all. I mean, what else could I live for, right? That's just like the best thing. And uh, that reminds me, the Bible-based homeschooling e-course, another reason I did that. I mean, I've had people say to me that uh, have gotten the e-course, this is really helping our family to focus back on the Bible. And what greater gift for me to know that, that one child can be changed to know that the Bible is their firm foundation and that Jesus is, you know, what they build their life on. And that can change so many lives. So I encourage you, if you've been interested in the Bible-based homeschooling e-course, please go check it out at simplylivingforhim.thinkific.com. Many families are joining and signing up for that e-course, and that's just blessed me, like I said, knowing that I'm using what God has given me um, for a purpose, and that is to point others to Him. So I hope this podcast encouraged you in some way. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.